excellent worship, guys. Amazing. Look at the, give these guys a hand. Thank you very much. Whoa, all in. They're all in. I love that, that, that phrase, all in. And I can't say when I first started coming along uh, that I was all in. I was like a one foot here on a Sunday <laughs> and one foot, I can't reach that far, way over there the rest of the week. I wasn't really all in to this thing. It was awkward, actually. So awkward coming in here when I first started coming along because I'm thinking, wow, it's like, do you know how you, you go along and there's a, a group of people and they're all happy and they're all talking and they're all bunched together and and then you come up and you think, how am I going to fit in there? That's how it felt for me when I first started coming along to church. It was nothing that they were doing, but I just didn't understand, like, how was I going to fit into that, this group of happy, clappy people? I know. It's like, whoa, how's that going to work? And I had no clue about how I was going to fit in. And a year of uh, running, I say that, I had running shoes on, just saying, but running out the door straight after the service, that was my thing. I'd come, I loved it, I loved being at church, and, but straight away I'd take off just because I felt awkward, like I didn't fit. But after a year of that, it's like um, I said to God, like, I had no idea that this service, a lot goes on behind the scenes to make this happen. Our worship team, they come here, I think, nearly two hours before the service starts to practice, to pray, to get ready to bring the presence of God. Our services team, they're getting the production things. They're getting the cameras ready. Hello, online. That's right. You're watching because there's someone behind a camera right now. Got his foot up. Now he's putting it down, trying to look cool. But, but, but things happen in here. Like when you came in, people in the white shirts are there. They want to make you feel welcome. I love that. Because it can be hard, and I know it can be hard when you first come along, but that, we're here to make you feel welcome. So I, I just in this time, I want you to relax and just be welcome. Be welcome. So I'm again, one of the things that happened, I, I was talking to God, this is a year down the track, and thinking, how do I fit in? And then I thought, well, you know, all these things that happen, maybe I can do something. I mean, I was 38 years old. I'm sure I could do something. You know, maybe I can do something in church. I don't know what. And I thought, well, God, I don't know what happened. So you bring someone to me. And whatever they ask me to do, I'll say yes. The next week, a lady asked me if I would be uh, interested in joining a team that did the barbecue and gave coffee and tea. And I'm like, yes, I can do that. I can do that. I was so excited. I actually knew how to do that. You know, you fill the cup up with hot water and with the tea bag. Amazing. But I was excited. And that one thing, serving on that team with 10 to 12 people, changed my church life. Because all of a sudden, I knew 10 to 12 people at church. I, I got to know them well. I felt, wow, I do fit. They're just, they're just like me. They're normal like me. Not that I was normal, but I just, but you understand what I'm saying. I felt a part of that team. So it, serving changed me. Serving opened up my heart. And last week was Vision Sunday. Pastor John, he shared the vision for our church. Our vision is transform lives. We want to see lives change. 
And we say transform lives, but really that's making disciples. So we want to make disciples. Like from the moment that someone gives their heart to Jesus through to discovering their purpose, that purpose that God has called you for. That's transforming lives. And we're all transforming. I've transformed a lot, but I've still got a long way to go. Believe me, I'm sure you know that already. <laughs> in, in Matthew uh, 28, 19 and 20, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to that very end of age. What is a disciple? A disciple is not born. Disciples are made. That's why it says go and make disciples. A disciple learns and then he teaches. A disciple learns by actually doing something. We can know things in theory, but it's until we put it into practice we really learn. I did a degree in accounting, and man, I was like good at that, like on paper. And then the translation to the actual world, I worked for um, a corporation. It was so different from what I'd learned because Every company you'll find is different. They do things differently. So it's not until you actually do the practical side of things that you actually really learn. So that's why, like, that's making disciples. So disciples are fully immersed, fully surrendered followers of Jesus. It talks about, in that scripture, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, baptizing comes from the word baptizo, a Greek word which means to immerse, to drown, really, to submerge. And talking about submerging and drowning and all that sort of stuff, we've got water baptisms next week. But yeah, yeah, next week you can actually get water baptized where you can make a public declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, we... I'm excited about that. Even if you come in the morning next week, you've got to come back to see because when you see someone get water baptized, that's an outward expression of the changes that are happening on the inside of someone. They're getting baptized in water, yes. So that's, they're fully immersed. They're getting fully immersed. But we're talking about fully immersed in the Father, fully immersed in the Son, fully immersed in the Holy Spirit, fully immersed in knowing that Jesus heals, that he's the king, fully immersed in the word of God, and fully immersed in his spirit. So disciple-making, it's actually a spirit that gets on the inside of you. It wants you to come alongside people, and it wants to make you come alongside people, to be a disciple-maker, to walk with people, to teach and guide them. I mean, I am grateful for the many, many people, and many of you are in this room today that have walked with me, because... Uh, like, yeah, that was quite a journey for you, I know. I mean, Marita Smith, for example, like Marita and Russell Smith, like they, they were definitely part of my disciple-making journey. Marita was my supervisor for at least a couple of years. Thank you, Marita. <laughs> like, like, really, I've got to tell you, I was not easy. Still am not, really, but, uh, that, but that's what I mean. But the grace inside of her... And the patience, oh boy, she had to have lots of that. And but came, coming alongside, but she taught me, like I, I was doing new people at the time, just taught me so much. And that's a disciple maker. It's a spirit, a spirit on the inside of her that wanted to come alongside me, to show me, to help me, to teach me, to guide me. But there's been so many. Pastor John and Danielle are disciple makers for me. And me, like you all here, many, many people. 
Judy and Dale Phillips, Pastor Kathy and Brennan. So many people have input into my life and yours. If you really start to think about it, you think, wow. And sometimes it doesn't mean that it's for a long time. It can be for a season, but they've imparted into your life. See, serving is not just about in church here. It's about in your workplace, in the community, at home, wherever you are. It's a culture of servanthood. So there are three uh, reasons. Well, there's a lot more than that, but I'm only going to share three of why I serve. And one of the most uh, probably prominent ones is because we are family. We are fa- you know, you know, you, 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 I know it's all going off in your head, right? Family. But uh, like I'm from New Zealand originally, and I'm a Māori. Maori, some of you might say, but it's Māori, Māori. Say that, Māori. Oh, you guys are on fire. That's great because I'm going to teach you some lingo today. So you're like I'm a Māori. I'm from. Uh, so if I was saying my name, I'd say um, Ko Teresa Aho. That means my name is Teresa. So let's practice like you saying your name, Ko, not Teresa because that's not your name. Ko Aho. Ko like so. Like you would say, Michelle, call Michelle a hoe. Go on. <laughs> I hear some giggles going on. There's going to be more because our languages are different, remember? Okay. But, there, but there's, there's, there's something about uh, with being a Māori, one of the most important things is your identity. I was brought up to believe about God. Like my grandfather was actually a minister. But I saw his life. He lived a servanthood life. People would come over. The police would come over, not not, not in a bad way. They'd come over to get him, to take him, because uh, they were having trouble with gang members in jail at the time. So they'd come and get him to to go, because he had this respect. Didn't matter who they were, because he was a tohunga, which is like a leader in Māoridom. So I I, I would see... Uh, him all the time. He would go past, he would be in the street and there'd be rubbish on the ground. He'd just go and pick it up and put it in the rubbish. He didn't have to have people watching him to see that he was doing the right thing. You, you know, sometimes we can think, oh, oh, okay, everyone's in front of me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this now. Oh, don't I look awesome? No, no servanthood it comes out of your heart, not out of being seen. So, so I come from um, the, uh, like, we have tribes in Māori, like Te Whānau Apanui. I won't get you to say that, but Te Whānau Apanui is the name of the tribe I am from. And so when I was first learning how to speak Māori, I had to know my name, the tribe I'm from, my mountain, my maunga, uh, my, my whare my, like, my marae, where I was from, because it's all about identity, I needed to know who my ancestors were, and I do have like our genealogy right back to the canoe. So hundreds of years, like you know, right, right back to where we landed in New Zealand. So it's very important in Māoridom to know where you come from and who you are. Because when you know who you are, it's not just about you, it's about the family. Like the word uh, family in Māori is whānau. So we're going to put that word up. I'll show you how it's spelt. Ah, oh, there it is on the side, Fano. Boy, that's little. Can you guys see that? Yep, good. So let's say it then, Fano. How do you hearing impaired people say Fano? Oh, there you go, like that. Amazing. 
I love that. You know, I just want to give it up for Kylie who comes and, and helps out because we love you guys. We love you because you guys are awesome. Oh, isn't that good? See, I can speak a bit of their lingo too. Like, awesome. Jaw drop, right? Yeah, you know it. But yeah, so Fano is family. Now, um, I'm from the Eastern Bay of Plenty, so I have a marae, and on a marae, that's where all of my family gather for weddings, for funerals, for 21st birthdays. It's a place where we gather, and it's like a set of buildings. Actually, I'll have the picture of my marae in Fitianga. Maybe. No, I won't. <laughs> anyway, my marae in Fitianga. Oh, there we go. That's... That's it there. So it's a set of buildings. The marae part is actually the courtyard at the front. But there's a whare nui, a whare kai. Kai means food, so it's a place where you eat. Uh, whare nui is, is, is where we all meet together. Nui means big, so it's the big house. Whare means house. So the whare paku, that's the toilet. The whare, so, so there's lots of it. The whare mate, the whare mate, mate means to die. So it's where the body is held when you ha we have a tangi. A tangi goes for three days and the body actually goes there. So all of these things are a part of our customs, I guess, but it's all about family. Those things also do not happen by themselves. What happens when you're part of the family for that marae, you're called the tangata whenua. And I know I've shown you this before, but I want to see how good you are at saying it again. So we'll have that word. Here we go. Tangata. So let's just say tangata. Oh, you guys are so good. Whenua. Whenua. Tangata whenua. That is amazing. Tangata whenua. I hope you're saying this online as well. Yeah, you're doing good as well. Tangata whenua. <laughs> tangata whenua means people of the land. So that marae, I'm tangata whenua of that marae. That's me. That's part of who I am. I'm tangata whenua. Everyone from, like, everyone in my family, uh, descendants of my grandfather and his father are a part of that marae. We're tangata whenua, people of the land. So it's up to the people of the land, whenever these things happen, uh, 21st birthdays or whatever, we, we're the locals. We're connected to that marae either by genealogy or by association. Sometimes you can move to an area and then you can become part of the tangata whenua. So it includes both rights and obligations to a certain place. And we follow protocols and practices, but it's our responsibility to provide hospitality to the manuhiri. Oh, yeah, I know. How we're manuhiri, please. That's another word, and you're going to like it. Manuhiri. Manuhiri. So does anyone know what manuhiri is? Visitors. Visitors. That's right. Manuhiri is visitors. So tangata whenua is the people of the land. Manuhiri are visitors. If you're here visiting us today, you're manuhiri. Welcome. We're here for you. We want to show you great hospitality today. Yeah, we do, because that's what it's all about. If you're a part of our church or you've been online a while and you're part of online, you're tangata whenua. Eee, isn't that awesome? It's so good to be tangata whenua, like tangata whenua. So with that, whenever these things are on, everybody in the whole family that can go there, go to the marae, and they work. 
They serve. They serve. And it is an honor and a privilege to do so. Recently, my, uh, my uncle, who I used to live next door to, my uncle Tama, passed away. And I couldn't go. Uh, Judah can't go to New Zealand at the moment. But I couldn't go. But one of my cousins, uh, Kyra, Kia ora, Kyra, if you're watching, one of my cousins, she videoed every segment of the tangi so that we would feel like we were there. She did that. That was part of her serving for the day. And it was amazing. But we go there. As soon as I get there, I get in my car. I actually don't go in. I go straight into the kitchen. That's because I'm tanga whenua. I'm like, I love this. I get in there and I see what's going on in here. Usually there's one leader in the kitchen and one leader out with the guys. Like the, the, in the kitchen, like we, they're cooking fried bread. I don't know if you've ever had fried bread. Yeah? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, boy. You don't want to eat that every day. That's all I can say. I had a little video, but unfortunately it hasn't worked out because you'd see why you don't eat fried bread every day. But fried bread is delicious. In fact, I was discipled in making fried bread. <laughs> One of my aunties, who is renowned for her fried bread, like she would show me, like right from kneading the dough and all that sort of stuff, to actually cutting it and putting it in and making it perfect. And then you get like a, a whole you know, big butter out and you stick it all on it. It's just, mwah, it's just delicious. You would love it. You would love fried bread. It's that, but it's part of that. So whatever is going on, I'm in there. I'll do whatever I can do. I'll peel potatoes or get a tea towel or whatever because I'm tongue to whenua. And what I love about it is I get there and we have so much fun. My cousins uh, and I, we probably got to know each other so much more because we served together. In the kitchen, there's so much laughing. doesn't matter whether it's a funeral or a wedding or 21st. We're, like, we're, we're pretty happy people. Like, we have fun. We have a good time, and there's music blaring in the background, and we're having fun. We love it. We, and, but, but the number one thing is we want to honor whoever it is for. If it's a wedding, we want to honor the couple. If, it, if it's a, a, a tangi, a funeral... We want to honor the person who's passed away. We want to give them a great send-off, whatever it is. So that's what happens when you're tanga to whenua. It is servanthood. It's a servanthood culture, but it's amazing because I just grew up like that. So even when I came to Australia, I looked for things to do. It's, I mean, I, I used to do remedial reading with kids long before I even had kids at school. I used to uh, do different motor school things with children at schools and stuff like that. I would look for things that can help. People, if someone asks me to help them do something, I go and help them because that's just what servants do. Family, tangata whenua. I made myself tangata whenua in Sydney when I first got there. I became part of the family of Māoris that were in, in uh, Sydney, and there were a lot. Most of them were from Bondi, as you might know. But anyway, we, we, were, we would get together and we would have things there, but we'd be tangata whenua there. So even though when I fly back to New Zealand, I'm still tangata whenua of my marae, I can walk in freely and know I belong. I belong. I fit. I'm tangata whenua. Everyone there loves me, loves my family. And it's like you. When you're tangata whenua, we love you. We're glad you're here. We need you. We, we, we can be a team and a family together. So that's what that is about. So you've learned some new words today, whānau, uh, tangata whenua, and manuhiri. So manuhiri are very important. Our visitors are the most important thing on a marae. 
We want to make sure people feel welcome and come back. And you are very important to us if you're visiting here today. So that's the first reason I serve, because I'm part of the tangata whenua in this church. The second thing is to discover your gifts. I talked about that a little bit earlier. We can discover our gifts here. In Romans 12, 4 to 5, it says, Just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do, so we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. Now, I want you to, uh, like, we're all different. I want you to have a look around. No one looks like you. Have you noticed that? You're, you're all different. There is nobody, and I mean it, there is nobody like you. No one. Your fingerprint is the only fingerprint like yours. You are unique. God created you like that. You are of great value. God created you like that. And we are a body of people. And our body, just like our normal bodies, if I was to pull my eye out, which I'm not going to do, like my eye, my eye by itself does not function outside of me. My eye will only function when it's connected to my body. Same thing, your ear. Your ear, you can't hear if you pull your ear off. And I, I've been told many times that I've got no ears. <sighs> long, long, long time ago. No, just recently actually. But anyway, you know, like, so you, you take your ear off. It's not until it's connected to your body that it actually fun functions. That's why it's so important to be all in and connected to the body of Christ. We need you. I mean, Michael might be an eye, but we need him. Or he might be a toe or whatever. He might be something, but we need him. We need to function properly when we're all connected together. We're all in. You cannot actually fulfill your purpose in life on your own. I'm not sure. I mean, I tried. I tried to do that by myself for a while, but it just doesn't work. You've got to be connected. You have to belong. And we're all so different. We think differently. And I think of it like a, like a big jigsaw puzzle. And I, I love jigsaw puzzles. I haven't done one for a while, but I do like jigsaw puzzles. And, and I like doing the outside first, put all the corners in, and, and then you, you start to fill it. And it's so, it's so much fun. But every part in that puzzle is important to make a complete picture. Oh, isn't it annoying when you get to the end, there's one piece left and you can't find it? Like, can you imagine a jigsaw puzzle with one piece missing? That is just, that's annoying. I'm feeling triggered just thinking about it. It's awful. You don't want to have a puzzle with a piece missing. And it's just like the body of Christ. We don't want you to be missing. We need you. You make our picture complete. You are unique. There is no one like you. We need you. I think we all think differently, and that's another reason why. Have you ever been to an escape room? Who's been to a, an escape room? Lots of people. Good, good, good. Well, if you haven't, it's fun. I love escape rooms. I don't know. I think it's part of the detective in me. I just want to know. You get, you get put in a room, get locked in a room for an hour, and you've got to try and get out. You think, you pay for that? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, we do, because it's so much fun. And there's clues and stuff like that. And I've been quite a few times with my sons, and we definitely think differently. But without them, there's no way I'd get out of that room. If I was just in there by myself, you know, I can get so far, but you need the other people with their different thinking 
to get you out of that room. And I mean, one time, I think we had an hour, but we got out in 35 minutes. But we did that as a team. Every one of us was vital in us getting out. And that is what we are. We are a team. You are all vital to the complete picture. So that's, that's why, too. You know, So we are family. We're tangata whenua. And also, you can discover your gifts. Like Growth Track was on today. Who did Growth Track today? Are you? Aha. Oh, welcome, Growth Track people. Amazing. So Growth Track is where you can discover your gifts. You can discover your gifts at Growth Track. And there you do a couple of uh, different things, both spiritual and that. So you can discover your gifts. You might be thinking, I have no idea what I'm good at. But you can go to Growth Track and find out. But one of the best ways to do that is to serve. You find out whether you're good at something or not. I mean, I uh, did RE or like religious instruction with some grade three kids. Yep. Actually, have we got that second picture? We can put the second picture up. See these kids down here? That was when I was doing religious instruction. That page, I mean, I, I like seeing things. That's how I roll. Like, I, I love dream boards. I love, and this was at a time when I had no idea what my gift was. <laughs> so I found this picture, the gift, and I wrote opening up. So I'm, I'm, I'm believing and I'm seeing like, God, my gifts are opening up. My gifts are opening up. I had no idea what, where God was leading me, but I was willing to do whatever because what happens when you're willing to do whatever, God will guide you to where you're called. God will guide you. And I've had been on a journey, so I went on a mission trip to Thailand. You see me sitting amongst all the people, like the kids there. I had so much fun there. I was a fairly new Christian. And anyway, while I'm on there, talk about out of my comfort zone. I get there, and we're, these, um, these things here, they're right on the border of Burma, and they're it's a refugee camp. We go to this refugee camp, and then I get sent with one of the other guys that were on our team, and they go, oh, we want you to go and pray for all the teenagers, and we want you to um, prophesy what their gifts are. Are you joking? I hadn't even prayed for someone out loud. <laughs> Talk about out of my comfort zone. But what happens when you get in a situation like that and you feel uncomfortable, I'm thinking, oh, all I can do is turn to God. I had no clue. I'm thinking, well, not only have I not prayed, but now I've got to pray for these people and tell them what, what their, God's gifts are for them. My goodness. But do you know the amazing thing? When we look to God, he always tells us. So I'm praying for the first guy, and I just started to get a picture of his gift. And then it was the next guy. I mean, there was 20 of them, and the ones that I had to pray for, but every one of them, because God is faithful. And if he's put a gift and we know he has, because it says it in the Bible, on the inside of you, he's going to bring it out. He will find a way to bring it out. But that comes from serving. That comes from serving. So those, they really just, the third thing is it just transforms who you are when you serve. It changes you. That one event changed me. It made me realize that I could hear from God. when I, did, I was always like a little bit iffy. Do I? Do I not? Do I? but it made me realize. It starts to lead you in your gift and call. It transforms you. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We sharpen each other. When you get two pieces of iron out, they do. You rub them against each other. Causes a bit of friction sometimes, 
but they sharpen and they're more effective. We're more effective together. So it transforms you, gets you around people. In Colossians 3.23, it says, put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. When we do what we have, we're not doing it because we're on the A team and like we, we're trying to make our coach Terry happy. Like, like we're doing it for Jesus. When the worship team are preparing and getting ready to bring the presence of God, they're doing it for Jesus. When the welcome team is out there welcoming someone and making them feel great, they're doing it for Jesus. When the host uh, online says something, you know, you put something in the chat like, yeah, yeah, you people on, online, they're doing it for Jesus. They're doing it for Jesus. When someone placed that chair out that you're sitting on, they were doing it for Jesus. When someone gets a call during the week to welcome you to our church, they're doing it for Jesus. We do it, and it transforms our lives. So do, serve because, I mean, I serve because we're family. We are family. We're whānau. Also, because the gifts, your, your gifts will be discovered, and it'll transform you. Hey, I just want you to close your eyes. I just feel hearts. You know, I feel like sometimes... Uh, as Josh mentioned earlier, just because you actually decide you want to serve on a team, it, it's not like signing your life away and you're going to be there forever. You don't have to worry about that because sometimes it takes a few teams to realize where you're called, who you are, what your gifts are. But at the beginning, I've got to tell you, it doesn't actually matter. That's what I've found. I've served in lots of different areas. Started serving tea and coffee. Went on a mission trip. I did um, Christians Against Poverty. Lots of different things. That was helping people to budget. But as I went along, God opens doors because the gifts he puts in you place you before great people and doors will open. So I'm just going to pray for that. Thank you, Jesus, for every person. I thank you, Lord, that you see the gifts and you're stirring them up, Father. Lord, I pray that you would set them on fire in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I just see the stirring in hearts. I thank you, Lord. Gifts stirred up. Prayer gifts, preaching gifts, prophetic gifts, worship gifts, service gifts, hospitality gifts welcoming gifts, phone call gifts, all the gifts. I thank you, Lord, that we are a body and together we're incredible, brilliant disciple makers. I thank you, Lord, for each person. And even in this time, you're speaking to them where they can serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. You know, after the service in the foyer, we actually have a place where you can find out all the areas that you can serve in. We want to make it easy for you. You know how I said no one, like, I didn't know what to do? Well, we've got it all on a form, a little bit of a description about every kind of place that you can serve in our church. And we want you to be a part of the Tangata Whenua. Yes, we do. I mean, I'm sure many of you are anyway already. Like, put your hand up. I want you to put your hand up if you're either serving already or you're going to serve. Wow, come on, that's a lot of people. Brilliant, and it's great. It's great to be 
you know, if you want to find your gifts, if you want to move forward in Jesus, if you want to be all in, serving is definitely one of the ways you can do that.